0: Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ramakrishnam Jagadgurum Padapadme Tayo Shrutva Pranamami Muhurmuhu Namasri Yatirajaya Vivekananda Suraye Sachit Sukhaswarupaya Swamine Moksho pa itham yen tam ramakrishnam namamyaham. In Narada Bhakti Sutras, we have been discussing the Bhakti. First, about the Parabhakti. Now, we have come to the topic of Gauni or the preparatory sadhana, sadhana Bhakti initial stage of this bhakti which ultimately leads to para bhakti or the highest devotion so in that we discussed already gavani tridha guna bhedat artada narada maharshi tells us there are three types of bhakti and this classification has got two two types of classification guna according to the guna Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. In the same way, Arthadi Bhedadva, which refers to Bhagavad Gita, so where Shri Krishna says, Artho, Jijnyasu, Artharthi. Jnani echa Four types of people call on me. They have devotion to God, four type of people. Among them, first one is Artha, then he says Jijnyasu, then Artharthi. Then fourth category is Jnani. Jnani is special because it is not the preparatory bhakti. Preparatory bhakti is these three classes, Artha, Jyajnasu, Artha So in the last class, we have discussed in detail about these two classifications. Then today to continue the same subject, Narada points out Sutra number 57, Uttarasmat, Uttarasmat Purva Purva Shreyaya Bhavati. Uttarasmat Uttarasmat Purva Purva Shreyaya Bhavati. So the Uttarasmat that means the each preceding one conduces better to the highest good of the succeeding one. preceding one is better than the succeeding one. So, in that he has pointed out Artha Jidnyasu Artharthi. Artha Jidnyasu Artharthi. So, among them he says that Artharthi. So, the Artha is better than Jidnyasu and Jidnyasu is better than Artharthi. In the same way, a sattvika devotee is better than the rajasika one, and a rajasika devotee is better than the tamasika devotee. So, and one more, point he points out, Shreyaaya Bhavati, it is better. One is better than the other. Or in another way, one leads to the other sincerely followed, sincerely practiced, one leads to the other. That's what the steps are meant. Why do we have steps? Because first step should to the, lead to the second step, and the second to the third one, third to the fourth one. So that is why the steps are meant. The same way here also, three steps that has been mentioned, Artha, Jijnasu, Artharthi. So Artharthi is the first step, then jijnyasu will be the second one, Artha is the third, and from there, Parabhakti. The same way, Tamasika devotee will be the first one, initial stage, then Rajasika comes, then Satvika comes, which ultimately leads to Parabhakti, highest devotion. So that is how Narada is pointing out here Uttarasmat, Uttarasmat, Purva Purva, Shreyaaya Bhavati. Each preceding one is better than the succeeding one. So now, when we discuss how it becomes better, because when we say it is better, there should be some reason for that. Tamasa Bhakti, Rajasa Bhakti and Satvika Bhakti we can clearly understand. So Satvika Bhakti is better than the Tamasika one. That it is very clear there is no uh, doubt about that. There is no ambiguity about that. Because, you know, the very quality of these three gunas, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas has been clearly mentioned, it's very clear and every one of us know that when we say Sattva what it means, when we say Tamas what what does it mean, it's very clear, so that is why Sattva, Rajas and Tamas there is no problem at all, but then some description is required because based on this what you call the, uh, what you call, for the clarity of understanding When we discuss these gunas, three gunas, a little bit, then we can understand that. So first of all, when we discuss the gunas, Bhagavad Gita, in Bhagavad Gita, very clear understanding of these gunas have been given. Basically, it comes from the Sankhya philosophy. And in Bhagavad Gita, also, Sri Krishna has discussed Sattvam Sukhe Sanjayati Rajakkarmani Bharata Jnanamavurthitutamaha Pramade Sanjayatyuta is among these three gunas so what happens the sattva sattvam sukhe sanjayati so it makes us attached to sukha sukha means what a kind of happiness so now when we start thinking of God when we start worshipping of God and when we come to a stage where we think oh I have got everything now what happens once that idea comes I am happy, I have got everything, there will be no further progress. That itself is a bandhana. So stops there, progress stops there. So that is why even sattva also is not everything, sattva itself is not everything. So we should know that, that is the topmost step. But that is not the roof, sattva is not the roof, it is the topmost step and from there we have to climb above. So that is why sattvam sukhe sanjayati. Then what happens? Rajaha karmani bharata. The nature of the rajas is that karmani, different kinds of activity. That's what is the nature of the rajas. Rajas makes us very active and getting entangled in different things. So once we become active and get entangled in different things, it takes away all our mental energy. So it gets attached to those things. Whatever we take up, we get attachment to that particular. And when we get attached to that, then there will be very little time to think about God. That is the nature of the Rajas. Jnan, Jnanam Avrathya Tamaha Pramade Sanjetyuta. This Tamas, nature of the Tamas is that, Jnanam avrttya. it covers the understanding. It clouds the understanding. So when understanding is clouded, then what happens man becomes very happy in whatever state he is however low that may be so and he does not think anything further say yes that idea of say yes i have to go from i have to develop from here that idea itself goes understanding is clouded get clogged so that is why he does not think for the jnana mawrath pramade sanjayatyuta when that happens then when understanding is clouded then what happens Pramada keeps on committing mistakes and blunders, such a person. He does not understand that he is committing a blunder. That is the nature of the tamas, tamasika person. So in the same way, what is the result of the sattva, rajas and tamas? That also Bhagavad Gita points out. Because to understand this sattvika devotee, rajasika devotee, tamasika devotee, we need to understand the nature of uh, these three gunas. Sattvat, sanjayate, jnanam. Sattva results in knowledge. Sattva, the quality of the sattva that results in knowledge. Sattva sanjayate jnanam rajaso lobha evacha. Pramada moho tamaso bhavato ajnanam evacha. So, when we raise ourselves to the quality of the sattva, then what happens? Sattva sanjayate jnanam clarity of understanding. Jnanam knowledge. Because God resides in our heart. We have to understand Him. We have to realize Him. What is the way? By removing all the obstacles that comes in our way, understanding gets clouded because of attachment and so many things. When those things are removed, when we come to the sattva, those things are removed, naturally the clarity of understanding comes. We understand our own real nature. We understand who God is. All these understanding dawn upon us. That is why Sattvat Sanjayate jnanam. That is it. Sattva results in knowledge, clarity of understanding. Then Rajaso Lobha Evacha. Rajas leads to Lobha. Greed. It leads to greed. Because man starts getting into different kinds of activities. It's not happy just sitting quiet. Now when you get into different kinds of activity, then what happens, the nature of the rajas is that it makes one thing that he needs more and more, more and more, more and more. So it ultimately leads to greed. Rajas leads to greed. Then, Pramada moha tamaso bhavato ajnana mevacha, Pramada and moha, that is the nature of the tamas. Pramada means committing mistakes and moha means delusion. So then, ultimately, because of which, what happens? Bhavato ajnana mevacha. Ignorance. One ultimately leads a life of ignorance. Whatever may be the condition, one starts thinking, I am happy with this. Day-to-day activities, eating, drinking, sleeping, and doing some work, earning some money. Nothing beyond that. This day-to-day existence, there itself, one's energy, everything goes. And one is very happy with that. Never thinks of something higher than that. That is the nature of the tamas. Pramada, Mohav, he keeps on committing mistakes. And along with that, you know, the, what you call, blunder, delusion. He is in delusion. Why he keeps com- committing mistakes? Because the aim of human life is to realize God aim of this human life is realize god SHANKARACHARYA very clearly says durlabham trayamevaita daivaanugraha hetukam manushyatvam mumukshutvam mahapurusha samshraya it's very rare to get this human life manushyatvam very rare to get this human life itself then mumukshutva mahapurusha samshraya so after getting this human life if one does not try for the realization of god shri ramakrishna points out his whole life is a waste after getting this human life if an individual if a human being does not try for the realization of god whole life is a waste so that is why this Tamasika devotee pramada moha he will be committed he is very happy with that whatever condition is there he never thinks of something higher so that is why he is in ajnana he is in eternal delusion then Further, when it comes to the devotees. So now, based on this quality of an individual, one's devotion also depends or varies. Devotion of an individual. So, Yajante Sattvika Devan, Yaksharakshamsi Rajasaha, Pretan Bhutaganam Shchanye, Yajante Tamasajanaha, what the Tamasika people do? They worship Pretan, Bhutagana Mscha. Preta and Bhuta Gana. So the Tamasika devotee he worships such gods. What is the reason? Tamasika devotee is full of ignorance and all the wrong things he thinks that, that is right. Adharmam Dharmamitya Manyate tamasavrutaha. Nature is that adharma itself, he thinks that is the dharma. So himsa pravruti enters and he thinks that is the correct, that is the proper path to follow. Harming others that unnecessarily, that idea comes to his mind and he thinks what he is thinking is the correct one. If someone wants to make him understand, he does not want to listen to them at all. I am in the right path. Why are you coming and giving me knowledge? No, don't teach me. So that is what is the tamasika man says. Now, to achieve his goal... To achieve his goal, what he does? He worships certain gods. And if you go to Kerala and other places, you know, different kinds of tantrika worship and all those things, which ultimately, why? What they want to worship those gods? The reason is that they want to take revenge against someone. All black magic. So these are all the things happen. And that's called the tamasika devotion. Remember, they also have got a kind of devotion. They also have some belief in God. It's not that they don't have. If they don't have belief in God, if they don't have faith in God, they would not have taken recourse to that. So they worship God. But then, the idea is to harm someone. That is what is called the Tamasika devotion. So, Pratān Bhūta ganam Chānye Yajante tamasajanaha. Their worship is this kind of worship. Then, the better than them is that yaksha rakshamsi Rajasāha Rajasa people. Rajasa people, their speciality is that they do not want to harm anybody. But they want prayers. The betterment in this world. They want to lead a better life in this world. Life of enjoyment. Here and hereafter. They want only the enjoyment. And for this, for that sake, what they do? Yaksha rakshamsi rajasah they worship the yaksha and other people now in the olden times they used to perform homa and in the homa this indra varuna and all those people were given the gods were given the oblations the idea is that when you worship them what happens suppose someone wants to uh, acquire a kingdom and before that king would go for you know fighting he would perform a Homa. So thereby, what he, wa- he wanted that particular another kingdom. To acquire another kingdom. Suppose a king does not have a child. Putra me And someone wants to go to Swarga. For that another Homa, another Yajna. So they would propitiate this Indra, Varuna and all those gods. So that is the Rajasika pravruti, man, Man with a Rajasika nature. He, because he wants to enjoy more and more, more and more. He is not happy just enjoying in this world. Even after death also he wants to go to Swarga and enjoy there. That is the Rajasika person. So that is why. Then, that is why what he does? Yaksha Rakshamsi. He worships them. Then, Yajante Satvika Devan. What the Satvika people do? What the Satvika devotee does? Devan. He worships gods. Gods means Shiva, Vishnu, then Devi. Knowing that they are the highest form of gods, Paramatma. With that idea that God is that Paramatma. He is the ruler of the whole ruler of the whole universe. And ultimately, to please him is the aim of God. Vasudevaha Sarvamiti. That idea comes to them. God is everything. God is in everything. This idea comes knowledge. They have that understanding. That is why they worship the Lord of the universe. They do not go to other rulers, department in charges. They will not go to the department in charge. Indra is the in charge of a department. In the same way, Varuna is the in charge of a department. In the olden times, they were given different duties. They never go to them. They directly go to the owner. He is the owner. Who is that? Paramatma. Worship Paramatma. In different forms, of course. Some worship God as Devi. Some others as Vishnu, Narayana. Then comes, you know, what you call Rama, Krishna. Different forms. But then what is their idea? Vasudeva Sarvamiti. He is the Lord. He is the Lord of the universe. He is the ruler of of the universe. He is the creator of the universe. So, that is what? With that idea, they worship. He is the Sattvika devotee. So, that is why... A devotion starts A devotee's devotion starts You know at the tamasika level At the tamasika level And this tamasika bhakti Worshipping all the preta, bhuta, gana And all those things And that also what is the purpose Purpose is you know the Some revenge taking, some revenge This thing, that thing etc For that purpose And from there a devotee He becomes better And what is that? Next stage is the Rajasika stage. Where the harming the other, that himsa pravarti that goes away from him. He becomes selfish, no doubt. But then, killing others, harming others. I want to have all these things at the cost of someone else. That idea goes from his mind. He becomes very active, no doubt. He worships Indra, Varuna and such gods. So that he will get, you know, whatever he desires. He wants to enjoy this world. And then one realizes the futility of this because when he wants to enjoy this world he understands that every enjoyment ultimately leads to unhappiness, misery. That leads to misery. Repeatedly when one experiences that, slowly that understanding dawns on the mind. Then ultimately What he does? He raises himself to the Sattva. That ultimately this Rajasic devotion, that ultimately leads to the Sattvika one. That leads to Sattvika one. Where? Ultimately God knows what I want. If there is misery, it is for my good. If there is happiness, it is for my good. Let him decide, why should I bother my head? That is why what they do? They offer everything to God. They offer everything to God, even their own future. They do not ask Him anything. By this worship, may you be pleased. With that idea, the sattvika devotees worship the Lord of the universe, Paramatman. With tremendous devotion. For them, loving God is the ultimate. They do not want anything else from Him. So that is how the sattvika devotees, that is how from tamas to rajas, then from there to sattva. And once one comes to this state. And there is not much time, once one becomes a real sattvika devotee, from there what happens, it ultimately leads to the parabhakti. He becomes real devotee of God. Sato asmen, paramapremarupa, amritasvarupa achha. That prema, that love of God he ultimately acquires. It leads to sattvika devotee, devotion ultimately leads to the parabhakti. So that is how this sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, these are the de- three types of devotion. Sri Ramakrishna, so you know he mentions about this Sattvika, Rajasika, and Tamasika devotees. So in the uh, gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, we find mention in one place Sri Ramakrishna says the devotees provide offerings according to their temperaments. The Sattvika devotee offers the deity simple rice pudding you no know, the payasam his worship will be simple payasam and the rajasic devotee 50 different dishes that's how that is why he has to engage in so many activities because he has to offer all these things to god so he becomes very active and tamasic devotee slaughters goats and other animals because he thinks god will be pleased with these so that is the difference between Sattvika, rajasic and Tamasik. And in another place, Sri Ramakrishna, while discussing the sattva, rajas and tamas, he talks about the people and the devotees who are endowed with these qualities. The characteristics of sattva, rajas and tamas are very different. Egotism, sleep, gluttony, lust, anger and the like are the traits of people with tamas. Those who have tamas, they have this kind of traits. So egoism, pramada, nidra, that is what is the alasya. That is the nature of the tamas. The same way anger, lust, di- different kinds of desires. These are all the traits of the people with tamas. Then, men with rajas entangle themselves in many activities. Such a man has clothes, all spick and span, his house is immaculately clean. A portrait of the queen hangs on the wall in his drawing room. Remember, Sri Ramakrishna has observed all these things. We think, you know, many times when we read his life, he's a village rustic. But you just see Sri Ramakrishna, how fine he was in his observations of the things. Whatever he has seen, that's what he is mentioning here. So, a Rajasika person, what he does, a portrait of the queen hangs on a wall in his drawing room when he worships God he wears a silk cloth he has a string of rudraksha beads around his neck and in between the beads in between the beads he puts a few gold ones when someone comes to visit the worship hall in his house he himself acts as a guide it is beautifully decorated in such a nice way and he becomes the guide he leads them after showing the hall He says to the visitor, Please come this way, sir. There are other things too. The floor of white marble and the nat mandir with its exquisite carvings. When he gives in charity, he makes a show of it. That is the nature of the Rajasic devotee. Everyone should come to know that he is giving something in charity. The same way when he worships, he wants that everyone should come to know that he is worshipping so all the marks rudraksha and all those things with that ultimately you know he makes a show of his worship also he wants that he is worshiping that's what everyone should come to know then but a man endowed with sattva is quiet and peaceful so far as dress is concerned anything will do anything will do he earns only enough money to give his stomach the simplest of food He never flatters men to get money. His house is out of repair. He never worries about his children's clothing. He does not hanker for name and fame. His worship, charity and meditation are all done in secret. People do not know about them at all. He meditates inside his mosquito curtain. See his devotion. Devotion of a sattvika devotee. What he does? Inside the mosquito curtain That means nobody should come to know that he is meditating So Sri further says People think he doesn't sleep well at night And for that reason Sleeps late in the morning So he gets up late People think you know, he is sleeping all through the night But then what he does When all are sleeping He just gets up and meditates on God Inside the mosquito curtain Quietly All these things are done very Quietly Sattva is the last step of the stairs. Next is the roof. So from Sattva, this Sattvika, ultimately, it leads to the roof that is the highest devotion. Prabhakti. When a person, when a devotee comes to the Sattvika level, where when he knows that he has to please God and God alone and nobody else. And then what happens? That understanding and that attraction towards God and all those things come in him. And ultimately that leads him to the Parabhakti. As soon as Sattva is acquired, there is no further delay in attaining God. One step forward and God is realized. So that is the Sattvika devotee. That is why what we must do from Tamasika level, we have to raise ourselves to the Rajasika level, from there to the Sattvika level. And when we come to the satvik level, which ultimately leads to the Parabhakti ultimate devotion, ultimate realization of God. So these are the steps. That is what Narada points out. The preceding one conduces better to the succeeding one. Then we come to the other what you call the uh, classification that has been done by Narada here. So first one he says that, you know, guna bhedat. Then, artha di bhedat Artha jjnāsu arthārthi Three classification of this gauna, that means a sadhana bhakti So, here we find that these three classification Sri so Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, artha jjnāsu arthārthi Now this arthārthi is the first stage Then comes the jjnāsu stage Then comes the artha stage So, what is this arthārthi? artharth is the one who worships god to acquire things to make him more and more happy in this world so he prays to god he worships god to acquire things to make him happy in this world then comes the jiggnaso the next level jiggnaso means he wants to know about god he is not sure whether god exists or not but he does not want anything from God, but he wants to know the real nature of God, whether God exists, if he exists, how he is, what is his nature. This is what Ajityasu wants to know. Then comes the Artha one. What is Artha devotee? Artha devotee was the one who has Shraddha, faith that God exists. He has firm faith that God exists. And not only that. Praying to God and attaining His grace is the ultimate one. That's what He knows, and that is why giving up everything else, all other desires, what he does, he prays to God and God alone. He is the Artha devotee. He is the Artha devotee. Many times, you know the, this Artha is d- described as the one who is suffering from a de- de- what you call a disease ultimately he goes to all the doctors and everybody and he goes to god that's one way artha means one who is suffering from some kind of difficulty to get over that problem he has come to such a place stage that problem that it is going to destroy him at that stage he prays to god that is what some people describe or you know explain this artha but then most of the great people you know, they describe Artha as the one, which is the highest stage in devotion. It's not just, you know, the, for the sake of getting over some disease or something like that. To get over this Bhavaroga itself. To get over this Bhavaroga. He prays to God. So such a devotee is called this Artha. So Bhavaroga means what? Bhava means this word, this samsara. Samsara means coming and going, coming and going. And this world, whatever enjoyment it gives us, equal amounts or even more than that, it gives us misery also. Sukha anantaram dukkam, dukkha sya anantaram sukham. So one after another this goes on, like cycle. So there is no end to it. One who realizes this, he understands that ultimately, everything, each sukha leads to the dukkha, and each dukkha leads to the sukha. This is the, there is no end to it. So ultimately to get rid of this cycle, he wants to get rid of this samsara. That means this cycle of birth and death. And such a person is called, is called bhava. This is called the bhava. This cycle of birth and death. So this itself is a roga. This bhava itself is a roga. That is why Shankaracharya, he calls even this hunger also chud vyadhi. You know this hunger itself is a vyadi. He calls it vyadi. shadam bhujyatam. What a real devotee does, when he feels hungry, he takes that medicine, medicine called bhiksha. Remember? So the bhiksha, after going there, what he takes, whatever that is given, he takes. That means he never bothers about the taste or anything, because he thinks that is a medicine. Now I have hunger. This hunger is a disease. Lifelong it goes on. You satisfy it. After three three hours, again once you will get the hungry. You feel hunger. So that is why to cure that disease, vikshavushadam bhujjatam. In the same way, sukha and dukkha, that also itself is a disease. To overcome that, to get over this, that's what is called the bhava, bhava roga, to get over that a devotee, artha devotee, ultimately he prays to God, he worships God. So that is what is called the artha. So that is why this particular, you know, the classification is done. First comes the artha arthi, So the devotees who have an aim in something. So now the speciality of this Artharthi devotee is that for him God is not everything. For him God is not everything. Now suppose some a gentleman wants to marry his daughter, give his daughter in marriage but does not have money. Now what he tries to do? Somehow he wants to get the money. And when he tries to get that money and works day and night for that to earn money, here what is his aim? Earning money is not the aim, remember. Getting his daughter married is the aim, purpose. Purpose is that he wants to get his daughter married. And that is why he earns money. In the same way, Artharthi devotee, he prays to God, he worships God. He worships God. For what? God, you have given me so many promotions. Now this is the last stage. Now you have to, you know, then the worship will be bigger one. He'll spend more and more money and bigger Anadanam, this thing, that thing, etc. So that ultimately I will get this promotion. This is the last one, probably general manager or something like that. So now he is called the artharthi, Who wants to get something in this world, and this temporary enjoyments, because all of them, those those kinds of posts and everything are temporary. All of us know. Today you get it, and after sometimes you lose it. So now such a devotee is called the artharthi, or even for wealth. I don't have money. I don't have money. If I want to spend for something, I don't have money. God somehow give me some money. Artharthi. Now here, when he prays to God, what is the aim? When he worships God, what is the aim? Is it that he is worshipping God? That is the purpose. Worshipping God is not the purpose. Purpose is to gain money. Purpose is to gain promotion. So such a devotee is called the Artharthi that is the beginning stage that is the beginning stage of devotion remember he also should not be despised such a devotee also should not be looked down upon because at least he has some faith if I pray to God something will happen you know that faith is there and that is something called some positivity in that remember even there also there is some positivity and if he continues to do that Praying to God And this continuous prayer, etc Slowly will generate Devotion, real devotion in him From there he goes up One day he starts thinking I am praying to God Who is this God? That question will come in his mind Who is this God? What is his nature? What connection I have with God? Why I am praying to God? Why God is obliged to Grant my prayer. (laughs) See, the question comes. Why God is obliged to grant my prayer? Just because I am worshipping Him, is He obliged to do that? Why God is taking care of me? Why He is providing me with all these things? Question comes. And who is this God? Jijnasu. Remember from this Artha that ultimately He is led to Jijnasu. He wants to understand the nature of God. He questions who is God and where is he? Is he only in the sky? Or is he somewhere else? All these questions come. Then the enquiry starts. Enquiry is called the Jijnyasu. Jijnasu means jnatum ichuka. A person who wants to know, eager to know. That's called the Jijnasu. So jnana pekshi. One who is desirous, desirous of knowledge. Such a person is called the Jidnasu. Now he wants to know how this world is working in such a systematic way. Every year we find different kinds of seasons and everything. It goes on in a cycle. And every morning we see the sun rising in the east. And thousands of years ago it has been happening. Who has done all this system? Who has asked to follow? If we want to follow a system... We need the team leader, we need the supervisor, we need the general manager and so many people. And where are those people? Who is observing all these things? A question comes. And he is Jidnya Asu. He wants to know all these things. And then when he becomes Jidnya Asu, slowly he is convinced there is a higher power. There is a higher power. It's not just ordinary power. If this power can take care about all the happenings in this world. Remember, one who understands the janma, karma of all these creatures in this universe and every corner what is happening, he knows and he manages those things in a systematic manner. It must be a tremendous power. It must be a tremendous power. Then he remembers his own stage. My condition is that so far, what I am doing, I want to. No, what you call it, fulfill my desire. I want to fulfill my desire. What is this? After every desire, I feel sometimes happiness, again misery. Some more desires, ultimately leading to me, one more and more, more and more desires. Then what does it mean? He tries to understand. Understand this Srishti Kriya, the coming and going, this bhava, this samsara, the cycle of birth and death and happiness and misery and all these things. And ultimately, to get deliverance from this, to become free from this cycle, he starts praying to God and he becomes Artha. He becomes Artha. From there, from this Jidnya level, he is led to this Artha level. And once a person comes to that level, what is his mentality? How will be his mind? He does all the actions. He performs all the actions. But then his mind is that, it will be constantly thinking of God. Now you see, God, whom I thought that he was in the heaven, he is everywhere. So if I am helping someone, it's not that I am helping that individual. It's I am worshipping God. He is there. God is there in him also. If I do something to him, if I help something, in some or the other way, it's a worship of God. See, that idea comes... Slowly in his mind. And that is how slowly what happens. He does not want anything for him. Ultimately he wants God and God alone. Make me free from all these kinds of you know, different activities and everything. Please reduce my duties. Please reduce my responsibilities. That is the nature of the mind of this Artha devotee. Make me free from all these responsibilities so that I can call on you. These things are hindering my progress. They are not allowing me to think of you. Some or the other kind of worry, this thing, that thing, etc. Please make me free from all these things. That is the mental condition of this Artha devotee. And when he comes to that level and he goes on worshipping God, serving Him, chanting His name, namasmarana. Then Sahasrama and all these things, whatever may somehow he wants to keep his mind in God and God alone. Then Sri Ramakrishna says, next step is God-realization. Parabhakti. That is the next step. He realizes God is his own. He belongs to God. That is the state of the Artha. Yataha pravritti bhutani, from whom all these things come. Yena sarvamidam tatam, by whom all these things are pervaded. It is pervaded by God. Everything is God. Isha vasya sarvam. From Him all these things come. And ultimately, they go back to Him alone. Swakarmana tamabhyarchya, worshipping that God. Worshipping that Paramatman. Siddhim vindati manavaha. A man achieves success. What is the success? It is not the success of this worldly life. It is the success in this spiritual life. Realizes God. He understands his own real nature, his relationship with God, and ultimately that devotion completely. The whole soul is drawn towards God. It is attracted towards God. And when he comes to that level, what happens? The devotion is such a thing that in this world, whatever we think, Say, for example, happiness diminishes. This particular thing I have given with example I have explained you. Say, for example, a person is very, very hungry. And at that time we give one rasgulla. After eating that rasgulla, what happens? You feel very happy, tremendously. And there is a story about a king. Once a king was lost, he was going for, he went for hunting. And when, you know, he was chasing one animal and ultimately it led him to a forest deep inside the forest and it became evening and he lost his own companions and everybody contact with them ultimately what to do he did not know what to do then ultimately he saw a small light blinking of a light lamp then he approached that place and there was the hut of a an old woman So now it was night already, then he went there, he was terribly hungry, for morning he did not take any food, no breakfast, no lunch, nothing, it was already evening. Now he was terribly hungry, he went there and there was an old woman staying there in that house, she was alone. Then he asked mother, then that lady asked her, how did you come here? Nobody usually comes to this place. Then he told that his condition, he told, he did not reveal that he is a king, but I am hungry, I want some food. Then she told, well, what is there? I am a simple woman, I do not want much, I just want to take the name of God. Anyway, you have come, let me prepare something. So the story goes that she prepares simple rice and she did not have anything and she had little green. From that some chutney or something. Very simple one. She prepares that and offers it to the king. And he eats with great relish. He never knew that from this spinach, from that green, if a dish is prepared, it becomes so tasty. It was so tasty. He had never tasted anything in his life which was so tasty. Morning, after getting up, oh, within within one hour, his companions came in search of him and found him. And he told that woman, See, I am the king of this kingdom. Now, you have made me so happy, your preparations are so tasty. I want you to come to my palace and feed me. Prepare this particular dish every day and feed me. So now, this old woman told, you see, I am very happy here. No, no, mother, you see, I am the king. I am looking after all this whole kingdom. For me, at least, can't you do this much? She told, I am very happy here, leave me alone. But then king was insisting, ultimately she went to the palace. And then all the arrangements were made for her to prepare this dish, a simple dish out of this green. Now the king had eaten, that memory of that, next day when the same preparation came, he ate. Third day it came, then that relishing that, that was not there. But memory of that, you know, he had eaten that, that memory was there. Because of that he was taking fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Slowly that, because he is the king and not only that, he did not have the same hunger as he used to have and slowly he lost interest in that. One day he asked that old lady, what you are preparing? <laughs> there is no taste at all. And old woman said, in the same way I am preparing. The day I gave you, the same way I am preparing. No, no, you add some masala this thing, that thing, etc. Make it more tasty. Now you see, morning till evening whenever he wants he will be eating something then how he will have hunger now he cannot relish the same thing with the same relish on the day when he was hungry when he was eaten from that woman he cannot eat the same thing item is the same what happens everything in this world is like that probably in the beginning they will have so much of attraction for us our heart goes towards that and slowly, gradually, step by step, step by step We lose interest in that We lose that attraction towards that Everything in this world is like that So now, this is the nature of this world And that king realized that this is the nature So that is why, in this temporary thing What you call the, uh, this world Ultimately, a person realizes that all these things are like this. they lose their attraction. So this devotee thinks about these things, and ultimately understanding these things, you know the, the tremendous, uh, what you call understanding of this ultimately leads him to higher and higher devotion, higher and higher devotion. So that is how the thinking changes. A devotee becomes better and better, and ultimately. He worships God for the sake of love's sake. So now, in the love of God, in the love of God, you know, Sathu Asmin Paramapremarupa Amrita It is Amrita Swarupa. What is the nature of the Amrita? That attraction, that relishing, what we call it, it increases, it never diminishes. Things of the world, they lose their attraction. We cannot relish them always in the, with the same, you know, relish, relishment But whereas the love of God is such that it goes on increasing. That is why the word is used about God is Purana. Purushaha Purana. Tumarideva Purusha Purana. That's what Arjuna says in Bhagavad Gita to Shri Krishna. You are the Arideva purusha Purana, Purana Purusha. What is Purana? Purana means ancient. That's what we know. Anything that is ancient, we say Purana. But Purana in the Vedantic terms, Pura-api-nava, it is ancient, no doubt. Ancient does not mean something which loses its taste, something which loses its value. Though it is ancient, but still it is fresh, Pura-api-nava, fresh, it is still fresh. That is the nature of the god. That's why we see God never becomes old. God never becomes old. His beauty never diminishes. As the devotees in the ancient time, they used to worship Him in the same way. Even now also devotees worship Him in the same you know, attraction. The same attraction. Pura api nava. He is ancient no doubt, but then He is fresh. So His love of God, the Parabhakti bhakti is also like that. It never diminishes if at all something happens it goes on increasing and that attraction goes on increasing and that is how devotee ultimately heart continuously pours there it becomes natural it becomes natural in the sadhana bhakti what happens a devotee prays to God an effort is there from his side to reach out to God to reach out to God but later on what happens he is at- automatically drawn towards god automatically there is an automatic process there is a natural process that is the parabhakti level remember there automatically his heart his mind everything whole soul is drawn towards god tremendous attraction he is in bliss constantly and he is constantly attracted towards god so there what happens just like the mirabai she asked her grandfather Tata, you pray and meditate. What does it mean? Sometimes you know, you pray and sometimes you sit in meditation. What is the difference between that? Sometimes you keep quiet and sometimes you go on praying. Young girl, then that grandfather told, My child, when you pray to God, when you go on praying to God, when you talk to God, that is what is the prayer. That is what is the prayer. So we go on praising God. So we go on praying. I do not want anything. I want you, al- you and you alone. That is what we try to reach out to God. That is praying. And then when you keep quiet, what happens? God talks to me. That is meditation. That is meditation. So that is what happens to this Parabhakta. That is what happens to Parabhakta. God starts talking to him. God will be drawing him constantly. God goes on drawing him towards him. Constant attraction. And there is tremendous bliss. There is tremendous joy. That is the result of this Parabhakti. So this level from the Artharthi, a devotee, goes to the next step. That is jjnasu, From Jijnasu to Artha. And from there ultimately attains para bhakti in the same way from tamasika a devotee steps into rajasika and from there to sattvika sattvika is not the roof it's only a step and from there he goes to the roof that is the para bhakti that is the zenith that's where he reaches and that is what is our goal so what narada says ultimately each step leads to the higher one each step leads to the higher one, which ultimately lead to the Parabhakti. That is why we must start wherever we are, in whichever step we are. From there, our idea is that we must go up. That's what Bhagavad Gita says. From Tamasa, we should try to go up to the Rajas. And Rajas, we should not remain there from there to the Sattva. Then, Urdhvam Gachanti Sattvastha. From there, Sattva level, automatically we are taken to the Parabhakti level. That is the level where we want to reach. And that is our goal. That love of God, that's what we want to gain. Om Niranjanam Nityamanantarupam Bhaktanukampadrata vai Ishavataram Parameshamidyam tam rama krishnam shirasa